Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. This is Mike Hoss along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And a little later in the show, we'll be joined by longtime NFL executive and part of the NFL Hall of Fame, Bill Polian, will join us as well. And Mickey, this is after the Thursday night game. This was the what is often referred to as the mini buy. Uh, I know from a player standpoint, they get some time at least to heal their bodies. But I would imagine in that building, coaches, administrators, uh, not so much. Well, it's it's uh, we do we do get listen. Our guys get a couple of days, um, you know, over the weekend to relax, and and um, so they, they get a little bit of time as well. How important kind of is that? Because it's been really straight through since July 25th, just to kind of, even as tough as things have been, sometimes you can't see the trees because of, of the forest, you, to step back a little bit. Yeah, look, I think that's important in any endeavor um, is to get a chance to, um, you know, step back and, and reset sometimes or reevaluate the things that you're doing um, on a daily basis. And, and uh, so it gives us a chance to do that. That being said, I would imagine there's also been a lot of work being done there trying to, you know, there's no way I, to to fix things, right? I mean, it's not, it's, fix is not the right word to execute better, uh, to, to just do things better. So I assume there's been a lot of that as well. Yeah, I, I look, I think the main thing is, is A, you know, you want to get healthy. Uh, you want to get, you know, the guys that are injured that are uh, important to your team back. You want to get your players. Um, you know, recovered, and and then look. It's up to our coaches. It's up to our staff to put put the players in the best position to be successful. And so, that's what we're always trying to endeavor to do. Without getting into detail, did did that happen? Do you feel like you got some uh, players that were kind of on the edge from a health standpoint? That this 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 extra time come tomorrow and practice, um, see some of those guys back. Yeah, I think we will. Dennis had said prior to New England that this is really a nameless, faceless opponent. This is the Saints versus the Saints, and uh, he's said it a couple of times, and that's it's kind of been the narrative uh, for the team. It's not that you don't move the ball, it's not that you don't score. It's just kind of touch, you know, touchdowns and and not field goals, uh, red zone stuff like that. So is it kind of the same kind of a narrative, you know, Saints versus, you know, you got to take care of you. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, our feeling inside the building here is that, yeah, look, 
first of all, you got to give credit to our opponents um, when they play well and and when they get the win. But at the same time, you know, there's things that we haven't done that we we know we're capable of that give us a chance and a better chance to um, to win some of these games. And so we've got to, you know, we've got to exam, we're examining what we're doing uh, in certain situations and, and um, um, you know, endeavor to do better in those, those circumstances, particularly, you know, third down in the red zone. That Those are areas that historically we've been pretty good and, and yet we haven't been as good this year as we've been in the past. Is that the glass half full part of this conversation? Is that the things that have plagued you at least through seven games are things that can change, can be, you know, can 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 be turned to the other to the other way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we, we believe that. I know we believe that. Um, you know, putting more points on the board, I think, is is number one, the, the paramount thing that we we need to achieve. And and. Look, I do think that scoring in general feels like it's down at this time of the year. Um, look, this last weekend, you know, there was only 13 teams that scored 20 points or more. And so that feels like that's less than it's been in the past. And I'm, I don't know what the answer for that is, but um, we haven't been one of those teams that struggled to score uh, historically. So uh, we've got to get that fixed. And as you just kind of talked about, you know, this whole week-to-week NFL thing on full display again, New England, you know, goes and beats Buffalo, gets the win 300 for Belichick. And then last night, you know, San Francisco goes into Minnesota, Brock Purdy, couple of picks. They they lose the turnover battle. In fact, the Vikings were 0 for 2 in the red zone, but when you win the turnover battle like they did, you know, they came out with a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, we're, we're, I think plus three on, uh, on the year and that uh, turnover, you know, that was an issue for us a year ago. And so we've done, we've done a good job of taking the ball away and not turn the ball over. We've done a good job uh, of moving the ball. We've got to, you know, turn yards into points. Um, even this last game, I mean, we, we had the time of possession, I think it was 36 minutes to 23 minutes. Um, we had four, over 400 yards to, um, to 300 and some for Jacksonville. You know, we had, one uh, um, turnover versus two for them. So all those things would indicate, hey, you know, you won the game handily, and yet it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, you know, that wasn't the end result. It was thirty-one twenty-four. We were two for five in the red zone, and uh, we have to be better than that. And the ability, because as you just talked about, getting those turnovers, those two quick turnovers. Uh, early in that game, it's you know you got to be able to capitalize as well, which is you know I know these are obvious things I'm talking about, but it's it's what's kind of keeping this team from from really getting over the hump. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. They're they're uh, listen. It just stares us right in, in our face. You know the things that uh, we can all see what's happened, uh, what happened in that game, and and um, you know we need to fix that. Our our expectations different like last year at this time you just had a thursday night game you're two and five you had your backup quarterback no mike thomas two wide receivers who were not on this football team it felt like the expectations this year were just man sky high and so is is some of this kind of living a little bit with ex, you know such high expectations 
Well, I think, listen, I think we've had high expectations around here for a long time and, and we continue to have high expectations. I, I still have and we still have high expectations. We know, you know, in inside the building, we know that we have a quality team. Um, so I don't think the expectations are any different. And look, I, I want us, I want everyone in here to have high expectations, including our fans, and, and we should be disappointed and um, frustrated or angry, whatever you want to uh, uh, describe it, when we don't meet our expectations. Mike Haas, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Lewis, got to take a break. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. And this team has never talked about cushions or excuses. And we went through this last year. And that's the NFC South, and it is what it is. Uh, Atlanta beats Tampa, so they're four and three. But you've not played Atlanta yet. Tampa gets the; they get to go to Buffalo on a short week to face a Bills team that, as we just talked about, didn't play very well. And then Houston will be at Carolina. So this, this irrespective of everything, and I know you want to play good football and you want to win. I get all that, but the fact of the matter is, you just look at where you are in this division. Just you know. Play better football, right? I mean, things would be different if some team had gone out and they're six and one or seven and zero oh in the NFC South, right? But that's not the case. Yeah, look, the 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 silver lining here, which is what you're describing, is that all of our goals and aspirations are still right in front of us, and and we have control of that, right? We we have two uh, uh, games against Atlanta, we have another game against uh, Tampa Bay, and and another game against Carolina. So we have. Uh, control of our fate um, in terms of how this season goes in our own hands. And so I think that gives us a level of confidence, and yet it also gives us a sense of urgency. And that's the one thing that Dennis Allen talked about yesterday. Um, you know, in the past couple of weeks, it's been about growing pains. And he said yesterday, well, that's it. You know, these 
<laughs> the time for growing pains has ended. I imagine you feel the same way. Yeah, I do. Listen, um, I think I think we probably, if 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 anything, we expected offensively to hit the ground running um, better than we have. And yet, I also recognize that we've got a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, we got a new quarterback. We got Mike Thomas back in the fold. We've got two young receivers in Chris Olave and and Rashid Shahid. Um, we've got uh, a new tight end. In, in Foster Moreau, you know, Juwan has been hurt. Um, and we've had kind of a revolving door in terms of the starting um, five offensive linemen. So that's all contributed to us not finding our groove, right? Um, and and uh, instead, it's what John has often said in the past is you're either in a groove or a rut, and they're not very much different. <laughs> and I would say we're kind of in a rut. We need to find our groove, and and I believe we can do that. And I, I do understand that it's all frustrating. There's no levels of frustrating. But the, the fact that the, the offense has had some miscommunication, not on the same page, uh, being that they have been kind of together uh, for the OTAs and minicamp and stuff like that, that's, I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to say that I wasn't going to say it, but that's got to be more frustrating. Yeah, it is. And look, we saw some really good things in the offseason and in training camp. Um, from an offensive standpoint and and look the other thing i didn't mention look alvin kamara wasn't available the first three games and then jamal williams got hurt so look we've had these we've had these uh things that have happened offensively that kind of prevent us from finding our groove and yet i i see some signs of it you know like i said we've moved the ball pretty effectively the last two games and yet you know we get down to the red zone and we get it tighter uh, quarters and and we haven't been able to convert um, those into touchdowns. So uh, that's an area that we need to improve on. I know this is something that's going to be handled internally, and I also know that you, you know it would probably come up just Chris Olave and his situation, and just I know it's the speeding ticket, and and so just from the building standpoint, it just gets handled. Uh, it just plays itself out. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't have a lot of comment on that. Um, yeah, he's going too fast in his car. You know, that's he'll have to face those consequences. You know, but you know, we'll, we'll let that play out. Playing on the road, uh, your, your wins thus far, two, two, two of your of your three wins have come on the road uh, and really played very good football at Green Bay until the fourth quarter. Uh, I remember Coach Allen had said prior to the New England game that you know, hey, this would be, uh, you know, hey. Sometimes getting on the road's okay. This might be one of those situations. And I don't know. Indy's kind of struggled at home as well. Uh, maybe this is one of those situations too. Yeah, look, I, I, we've been a, a real good road team here for quite a while. Um, but honestly, I'd rather play in the Dome. <laughs> you know, look, I, we, we love being in the, in the Superdome with, in front of our crowd and in front of our fans. And um, I do think, though, we go on the road, Sometimes you get a little more focus um, because that's all there is. You know, you're just there to play a football game. There's no, there's no, uh, or there's fewer distractions, I would say, than there are at home. But, but um, I wouldn't say that we prefer to be on the road. We definitely prefer to be in the Superdome. No, I agree. And I, I know you've watched and, and you're, you know, sitting up there watching these fans. You know, they want to unleash, you know, they want to 
play an impact and they just you know they're just it's been tough when you don't play as well at home as you're used to in the past yeah listen i th- i felt like our crowd has been into it and as loud as ever um you know in this early part of the season but look we've got to give them a reason to be loud and cheer and and uh you know that's 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 on us that's not on them i think they've they've been uh they've been fantastic Trade deadline coming up next week. It's actually Halloween, three o'clock for for you guys. I mean, you know, we've seen some some moves already. It feels like more, you know, teams with with really kind of needs. Falcons picked up Van Jefferson back when New England picked up C.J. Jackson. I mean, that was clearly a need. I mean, it's just one of the, I don't. It's not a time when you guys have been enormously busy, but I imagine you're getting called. I mean, I'm, you know, that you the, the people are call, are calling you. Right. Yeah, there hasn't been much of that yet. There's been a little bit. Um, I think I think that you know heats up pretty significantly uh, later this week. But um, honestly, there hasn't been a lot of it to, uh, so far. Is it typically more teams selling than buying? I'm, not, I'm taking you out of the mix of this, Chuck. Is it is it teams that are just I either I need some fit to make a run or I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna unload some some things here when I can. Yeah, um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think that varies from year to year. I, I really do. Uh, you know, oftentimes it's driven by an injury that happens. Um, you know, around this time of the year, or or it happens when a team you know views themselves as being out of the mix, um, which not very many teams can view themselves that way because. You know, we've added uh, uh, playoff teams. We, you know, we have a 17-game schedule. Um, but, uh, you know, occasionally somebody will view themselves as being out of it and then want to move on and try to, you know, start accumulating assets for, for the following year. I, but there hasn't been a lot of that um, conversation to date. Need to step aside, take a quick break. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. We will be back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager. Have you spent any time, I know, uh, one of those teams that we talked about, offense is not not really kind of uh, keeping pace with defenses, but Indianapolis uh is one of those teams offensively they put a lot of points on the board i think they they are one of the few teams that has put i think 20 points um or more on the board uh, each each game i know you know your, your job isn't to break down the the, the opponent but what, what what have you seen from indianapolis yeah well you just said it right there that they, they're i think one of the few teams that have put uh, 20 points up every game they're you know they're they're moving the ball offensively um you know, they've been in some close games against some really good teams. And so um, things haven't gone their way. I thought I thought they had uh, a real good chance to win um, this last game and got a couple of uh, unfortunate calls is the way I would describe it <laughs> that um, kind of uh, took them out of winning that game, the game against Cleveland. So um, they're a good football team. You know, they're they're men. They're just like. They're just like a lot of teams in the NFL. They can beat anybody uh, in the league. Um, and I think pretty much every team can beat any team in our league. It's it's not, you know, the, the talent differential between the best and the worst is not that great. And 
that you, you know you learn to do well. Um, situational football, taking care of the football, that that uh, make a difference. Yeah, we see it every week. I mean, we see it literally every week. Um, special team, we've talked about offense having you know it's it's uh, moving the ball, but you know it gets bogged down in the red zone. Defense has. I mean, if you look at kind of half to half, Houston and and Jacksonville, they've they've done some really spectacular things. Just haven't been able to put it kind of together. Where, 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 how do you feel about special teams after such a really strong start? Uh, Groupies missed uh, five of his last five of eight, missed three of his last five, I believe. But two of those three are fifty plus. But I guess to me, I don't know. Fifty plus feels like it feels different than it used to. Right, maybe I'm wrong with that. It's like fifty plus used to be like I watched a fifty-five yarder and a fifty-four yarder last night, and then a guy missed a fifty-yarder. But it just yeah. fifty plus is, is is not like it's almost you know, hey, that's make make territory. You're all make territories. Yeah, listen, the, these these uh, kickers have gotten so good that I agree with you. You know, it used to be a fifty-yard plus field goal was a fifty-fifty proposition, um, not coincidentally. <laughs> Now it feels like that it's it's uh, that percentage is much higher. I, I think this look, Blake um, did a great job in training camp. He beat out a really good kicker and Will Lutz. He's very talented. Uh, he had a good start to the season. He's hit a little rough patch, but um, he he's he's an NFL kicker and and look, he's also a rookie. So we're gonna have to you know go through some of these these misses and and. Uh, It'll get corrected. He'll correct it, and and um, so I I haven't lost any confidence in in him and or his ability. And um, look, I, I haven't. You know, when I was in Seattle, we had um, John Casey, and we had drafted John Casey. He had a couple rough years. We ended up not re-signing him, and he went on to kick for twenty years in our league and one of the best kickers of all time. And so. Uh, you know, I learned a valuable lesson that if, if you uh, have a guy who's talented and you believe in him, and um, sometimes you need to stick through the rough patch. And that and that's the, you you mentioned that you certainly had lost confidence in him, and that's one of the things that I noticed about him just in camp. And when he he was had such a good camp, he had that kind of bounce to him. You know, uh, I, I think it would take a lot to shake shake his confidence, at least. And, and I don't know him personally, but that's what I have gathered watching him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He's he's very confident uh, young man, and and um, I know he believes he's going to make every kick. So he's he's more disappointed in the three misses than any of us. And kind of talk about Lou Headley a little bit. I think it's his his style is interesting, and certainly he it, the goal would be not to have uh, returns. And when it works, it's 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 beautiful. Uh, I guess it's just it's a different style of what we're used to right yeah it's look it looks different and and um yeah i think even even we have to get used to that but there, there's some things that go with it in terms of how difficult it is to you know even just a field hit the some of the punts that he he hits and then so it's 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 just different and um the net is is you know pretty decent i think it can be better the, the um his net punting average is, is, I think his gross is always going to be a little different, but he's been very effective uh, putting the ball inside the 20 and, and pinning our opponent down. And so, um, again, you know, he's seven games into his NFL career. So, uh, you know, we've got to exhibit some patience as well. 
And it does look like, from a returning standpoint, they have to make a decision because it's this line drive knuckleball coming at them, and they can make the play. And if they come up and do, it, the advantage might be to them. Or, I mean, that thing is like it's like catching Charlie Huff. Right? I mean, that thing's moving all over the place. Yeah, it, it, that that's definitely true. And look, we got a turnover the other day. Um, you know, one of his punts, and um, hopefully, we'll get more. All right, thanks, Mickey. We're going to be talking with former general manager of uh, Buffalo, Carolina, Indianapolis. Bill Polian is in the NFL Hall of Fame. So we will talk on the other side, and we'll be talking with Bill Polian. Okay, so let's do this. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be joined by longtime NFL executive, including in 2015, his entrance into the NFL Hall of Fame Former general manager of Buffalo, Carolina, Indianapolis, Bill Polian will join us here on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with the Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, and a special guest, former General Manager of the Buffalo Bills, the Carolina Panthers, and the Indianapolis Colts, the 2015 member of the NFL Hall of Fame from the executive side, Mr. Bill Polian. Mr. Polian, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you, and uh, great to be with my old friend, Mickey. I guess that's where I, I when, when Mickey always lines up these great guests, and then I always want to know where the relationship begins between um, yourself and and Mickey. Oh yeah, uh, well look, I, I can start that because because listen, I've admired Bill for a long, long time. Um, at one point, he went to work for uh, my mentor, Mike McCormick in Carolina, and look, I almost had the opportunity to go and and. Um, work with Bill and work with Mike when, when uh, Bill was there as a general manager. Um, and look, he, you know, he's been in the league for so long. And everyone who's a general manager um, admires and looks up to Bill Polian. So that, that's throughout our league. And right now we've got a lot of young general managers that uh, maybe didn't cross over in terms of career time, but I certainly did. 
and um, I'm, I'm just a, a you know super admirer of everything that he did um, in Buffalo and Carolina and certainly in Indianapolis um, over his time. Well, thank you for the kind words. I think it goes back to '94, yeah, '94 when I, uh, or maybe even '93 when I was in the league office as vice president of football operations. I think we first crossed paths. And, and and became friends and and then you know the late we, we were in the same division for a while uh, and, and and the relationship grew Mike was the was the the, the you know the conduit the, the central part of it we both had incredible respect for him and and then we, we've just become you know real good football friends over the years uh, had lots of candid conversations and 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 shared lots of ideas and of course uh, Mickey, uh, Mickey is my idol in the sense that he's been the general manager of, of both the football and basketball team. And I, it, 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 most people never heard this story, but it's true. Mr. Wilson, Ralph Wilson, our owner in Buffalo, actually came very close to buying the Detroit Tigers. And he came to training camp and told me about it. He said, the thing is, if it closes, it's going to close within the month. And, and, and you're going to run both teams. And I said, what? <laughs> but I'm a baseball nut. <laughs> well, I think I well, you know, it's interesting because I think didn't Jim Finks? Uh, he worked with the Cubs, I think, for uh, yes, a, a good did. period of time in between his football stints. He did. He was the president of the Cubs, and uh, that's another great mutual friend of ours. I met Jim in 1984 when I was with the uh, Chicago Blitz in the USFL, and he was running the Cubs. And uh, and we became close, close friends. I, as a matter of fact, I was just thinking about him last night. A wonderful, wonderful man. And he, by the way, talk about looking up to G. He's the patron saint of every general yep. manager in the NFL, Jim Fix. He is, yep. he is a universally respected and loved guy in our profession. Yeah, he sure was. And, and you know, speaking of the Chicago Blitz, I was looking at that um, – uh, a few a few hours ago, and it occurred to me. I don't know if you knew Dave Dixon, who who you know started at USFL League, but he's a New Orleans guy that was really yeah. the father of the Superdome. Yeah, I got a chance to meet him when I was in the USFL. He had he had uh, he had moved out of it by then, but I, I knew the story well, and and got a chance to talk with him and and you know hear him reminisce about the early days of it. He was the he was the guy who put it all together. Yeah, sure was. Mike, here's a fun fact about Bill Polian. He went to um, high school at Mount St. Michael Academy, correct, Bill? Yeah, Bronx, New York. Yep, and and a fellow alumnus is Sean Puff Daddy Combs. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Uh, Generations (laughs) apart, we've never met. (laughs) I got got a kick out of that when I I looked it up. Listen, Bill. I, I have one one question to start off, which is you. I think you started your NFL career in Kansas City as a scout. Is is that correct? Yeah, right. As an event scout, when there were very few of them. Yes, that's right. Well, how did that how did that come about? Well, I had been a college coach uh, back east at the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy at Kings Point, and at Columbia. And, and, and we got 
fired at King's Point. Ironically enough, I was working for Joe Paterno's brother, George, and we had a seven-year run uh, where we, we had a 700 winning percentage in, in, in what was then called small college football. Uh, won the Lambert Cup, which was the number one small college team in the East. A new athletic director came in, and he wanted to de-emphasize football. And I, I was an assistant football coach and a head baseball coach, and and we were all let go. So um, I, I had four children, I think, at the time, and and I think our youngest had, had just been born. And 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 I said, hey, it, it, I got to get in the business world. So I, through a college friend, I got into the advertising business. And I, out of the blue, I got a call from uh, my college coach, Bob Windish, who had just gone to work for the Montreal Alouettes as the director of player personnel. They said, you need to be in personnel work, number one. And number two, I'm going to give you 500 bucks to do this on the weekends and, 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 and scout for us up and down the East Coast and in the Midwest, which is where I was traveling to for business. So I, I jumped at the chance because I was missing football terribly. And, uh, and, and so off I went and, and I was writing my reports and things like that. And my wife said to me one night, why are you doing this? This is crazy. There's no money in this. And, and I said, I just love it. I can't, I can't help myself. So at the end of the season, uh, Bob said, coach would like you to come up for a playoff game. So up I went and I went in to see him and he said, listen, I've been reading your reports and they're excellent. They're, they're really, they're tremendous. Um, I've talked to our owner. I, we want you to be part of this organization and, and play a bigger role. And we, we won the Great Cup the following year, which is the championship in Canada. The coach was Marv Levy, so now you know the rest of the story, as uh, Paul Harvey used to say. Marv Levy brought me to Kansas City with him, and uh, and then we, we, we didn't make it there through no fault of anybody's really. We lost the a great, I believe, Louisiana native in Joe Delaney, who was our number one running back. He had yeah. been in, in, in a tragic accident uh, and uh, and ended up, uh, you know, having a winning season and then going down the tube the following year and got let go. And I went from there to Winnipeg in the in the CFL as the, as the personnel director. But it was all through Marv Levy that, that like, career got started I there wouldn't be a career for me in professional football were it not for Bob Windish and Marv Levy. Wow well listen Bill you've had you've had obviously you had a lot of success in in Buffalo you know that I was going through some of the draft picks that you had you know when you started there with Bruce Smith and Frank Wright and Andre Reed uh Will Wolford and Nate Odoms who ended up um we signed him when I was in yeah. Seattle for a Brief time yep. when he ended up getting hurt, but he's a great player. Howard Ballard, who also we signed, Thurman Thomas. And then there was one yep. name in there that you have a current connection to with our staff. You may not know this, but we hired him as an assistant coach late um, in the spring. It's uh, Matt Giordano. No, I didn't know that. Great guy. Terrific yep. guy. He's yeah. young, young coach. He's working with our defense, and, and uh, I didn't realize that you had drafted him. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm I'm, I'm I thrilled for him. He, he's a smart young man, hard worker. Uh, he'll be he'll be a big success as a coach, I'm sure. 
Need to take a quick break here on the Saints Hour. Mike Haas with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, as well as longtime NFL Executive Bill Polian, now part of the NFL Network Sirius XM lineup with late hits. We're back after this on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss along with NFL Hall of Fame Executive Bill Polian and Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis talking football. And Mickey, the floor is yours. So look, as as the season's unfolded these first seven weeks, what what, uh, what what's been your observation so far? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I said on my serious radio show two weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago, about uh, about your team. I had, of course we we met and I saw you play when you came to play the Carolina Panthers, and did a great job that day. And I was watching the game. Um, I, I'm losing track of the opponent now, but it was the national game. Uh, maybe it was Thursday night. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm not sure. Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville, right. And and so I happened to turn on the television set the next day. I don't normally listen to that stuff, but I, for whatever reason, I turned it on. And I hear your quarterback getting blasted by by. All these comments that he's terrible. He lost the game for them. It's awful. This team is tanking. He can't win. And I thought to myself, this is absolutely crazy. First of all, we're not even a third of the way through the season. Second of all, you have a, a, a plethora of injuries on the offensive line and had that night. And third, when it counts critically in the, in the last quarter, you guys go. I, I presume it's a great coaching job by 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 Pete and Dennis. Uh, you go up tempo, no huddle, uh, which catches the opponent off guard, and they can't stay with it. And you score two touchdowns or one touchdown, and then uh, your quarterback has a wide open tight end in, in in Foster Moreau in the end zone. He makes a perfect pass. And Foster doesn't catch the ball. If he catches the ball, that ties the game, and then you have a question of whether or not you're going to put it into overtime or or, or go for two. But you had flipped the switch with a great coaching move in the second quarter. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in the fourth quarter, and the quarterback played tremendously and 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 delivers the the, the game changing play. You know, you talk about critical efficiency. He's critically efficient uh, at, at absolutely the right time. And, and Derek Carr makes the play to, to, to tie the game. And, and unfortunately, the tight end doesn't, doesn't catch the ball. But people who probably didn't stay up and watch the end of the game are taking out their baseball bats and beating Derek over the head verbally. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, 
I was upset by it. I <laughs> this is wrong. Um, there were some really good things that happened in the second half of that game, in the fourth quarter in particular. The one thing it seems to me, Bill, we've seen, I feel like the scoring in general in our league has not been as prolific as it's been in the past. I don't know if you've had that same observation and maybe any opinions as to why that's the case. Well, I talked to somebody today. That was my impression as well. I talked to someone in the league office today, and he said it's only down one point per game. So, you know, as Tony Dunphy used to say, there's perception and there's reality. But even you and I, hard-bitten professionals, uh, were under the under the assumption that we're, that we're down considerably. We're not. Uh, we're at uh, roughly 44 points a game. 45 is is the demarcation line. So we're one point under the under the ideal or, or the goal. Um, nonetheless, uh, that's bolstered by the, the, the that average is bolstered by the 70 points that the Dolphins put up. Um, right in the early game, so we're probably not where we want to be, but that's understandable. You know, we have a truncated training camp, a truncated preseason that has an effect. I'm absolutely certain of that. Uh, you know, it takes three to four weeks. You follow the Bill Belichick rule of thumb. It takes three to four weeks to find out what your team really is, who fits where. Uh, how you're going to use them, all those kinds of things. In your case, when you bring in a new quarterback, he hasn't had a lot of time to uh, to adapt to the receivers, and some of them have been there because of injury. But you know that's getting that's going to get better over time. So uh, I'm convinced that by the end of the season, we'll be back up where we should be. Uh, I, I think offenses. Uh, I'd be interested in your opinion on this. I think offenses are being hamstrung a little more by the blitzing than we've seen in a while. I think we're back to the wild and woolly, uh, you know, let's send them every down approach, which yeah. wasn't quite the, 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 at least my sense was it wasn't quite that way the last couple of years. Maybe COVID had something to do with that too, but we're back now with lots of creative blitzes and people unafraid to play zero coverage, unafraid to play man, and just say, hey, we're going to knock that quarterback down. Yeah, I, I think there's I think there's something to be said for that. And part of that issue is, you know, you've already said it, our preseason or offseason is down. And on top of that, and we've, you know, I'm not accusing anybody, we've done the same thing. We're not playing our starters in the preseason games even. And so when you don't have as many padded practices, you don't have the opportunity for the offensive line to be able to pick up those blitzes, be able to, you know, practice in a way at game speed that they see uh, uh, on Sundays. And, and I definitely feel like we've done that and that's happened to us. And we've got to reevaluate how we approach uh, um, our preseason going forward. You are absolutely correct. And, and we have another common friend, God rest his soul, is deceased Howard Mudd, great offensive line coach uh, who was with you in Seattle and with me for 14 years in, in Indianapolis. And Howard used to say, there is no way in practice we can replicate what goes on with stunt pickup. You've got to do it in the game. And so he would make sure that our offensive line 
played at least the equivalent of, of a full game during the four preseason games so that they were ready when the, when the bell rung. And, and now we've only got three preseason games. As you say, they, the starters don't play hardly at all. So that, that, that's a big reason why some of these blitzes are getting home. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's absolutely true. You know, we've substituted, um, you know, practicing against another team, and that and there's some benefit to that. It is it is at a faster pace, a faster tempo than regular practice, and yet it's not full contact. It's not the same thing as a game. And look, I think it's I think it hurts the run game as well. So um, I definitely think that there's something to that as well. Yeah, no question about it. All Bill Parcells axiom: the only way you can practice the running games with pads on, and, yes. and, and 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 it's absolutely true. I understand the reason why we have the rules we have, but it, it, it has an effect of the game on the field. That's for sure. I'm appreciative of both of your time, but uh, uh, thanks for for joining us today on and to be a part of the Saints Hour. And a special thanks to all the Saints fans throughout the Saints radio network for tuning in first to the Saints Coaches Show on Monday night, the Saints Hour here on Tuesday nights, and of course, game days whenever they fall. The Saints will be back to work tomorrow with practice after this mini-buy and then beginning three crucial weeks until the Saints hit week 11 and their bye week, first at Indianapolis, completing this four-game run through the AFC, then back home, Caesars Superdome, November 5th, hosting Chicago, and then what else? Back on the road, staying in the NFC North against Minnesota, who stunned San Francisco last night. My thanks to Charlie Long in the booth, of course, Doug Miller and Mickey Loomis with the Saints, and Bill Polian will look for you next week right here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.